President Donald Trump fired acting Attorney General Sally Yates last night after she defiantly told Justice Department staff members not to defend Trump's immigration ban in court because she didn't think it was legal. Trump said she had betrayed the administration and was removed for, quote, refusing to enforce a legal, legal order designed to protect the citizens of the United States. Trump replaced Yates with another Obama appointee, Dana Bente, the U.S. Attorney for the Eastern District of Virginia. His first act was to instruct DOJ lawyers to defend the immigration ban against legal challenges. In 2010, during Yates' confirmation hearings, Attorney General nominee Jeff Sessions grilled Yates over the importance of saying no to the president. The views the president wants to execute are unlawful. Should the attorney general or the deputy attorney general say no? Uh, Senator, I believe that the attorney general or the deputy attorney general has an obligation to follow the law and the Constitution and to give their independent legal advice to the president. Joining me is Josh Blackman, professor at South Texas College of Law and adjunct scholar at the Cato Institute. Jeff, the Justice Department's Office of Legal Counsel had reviewed the order and signed off on its legality. So was Yates within her authority in refusing to defend it in court? Yates' decision was, uh, frankly, unprecedented. Um, She did not argue that it was illegal. She did not argue that it was indefensible. She argued that it was not just or not wise. And this is frankly not a decision for an acting attorney general to make. This is the president's call. Uh, When confronted with a decision of whether to enforce something she didn't think was a wise policy, she had one choice. She could have told the president about it. If he agreed, wonderful. If he disagreed, then she should have resigned and made public the reason for her resignation. The reason how she, the, the way she went about it by releasing the statement first and basically waiting to get fired was largely indefensible. So many people disagree with uh, what you say, including uh, Noah Feldman, who's written a column on it uh, in Yates versus Trump, the Constitution wins. Now, what is the difference between what the attorney general what attorney general's position is and power as opposed to an acting attorney general? Aren't they stepping into the shoes of the attorney general for the time being? There's no difference. Um, There's frankly no difference. And with respect to Professor Feldman, the attorney general serves at the president's pleasure. And if for whatever reason the attorney general thinks that uh, something is improper, the duty is to resign. And there's a very famous example of this. In, In 1973, um, President Nixon famously instructed his attorney general to fire a special prosecutor. Um, the attorney general refused and resigned, and that was the correct way of going about this. Um, efforts to compare Trump's decision to Nixon are simply inept. In Nixon's case, the people did the right thing and resigned. Here, Yates refused to resign and said basically waited to be slaughtered so she could make herself into a political martyr. So... In that case, Archibald Cox refused to back off in his investigation of the president. And in this case, she refused to back off in her defiance of the president and his order and her belief that the order was illegal. So why wasn't she in authority there? Oh, my God, there's such a big difference. And this is one that Noah Cox completely elides. Cox was a special prosecutor who, who could only be fired for basically breaking the law. The attorney general can be fired at will. If the president doesn't like what she's wearing, he can fire her. This is an absolutely dissimilar situation. The entire point of the special counsel was that he could only be fired if he did something wrong. Um, in contrast, Yates could be fired for whatever reason. 
Um, so the, the, I'm actually reading Feldman's piece as he sent it to me. It, it, it doesn't make this point at all, uh, but they're completely dissimilar situations. Well, no, I, I don't disagree that she can be fired, but in her duty, she went, she said she, that her duty as gener- attorney general was different from that of the Office of Legal Counsel because she, she made was that looking up. at the, she made that up. Yeah. What she wrote in that letter about her duty to judge the wisdom of of the president's actions, she made up. That's never been the duty of the attorney general ever. And if she wants to self-impose that duty, then she can resign because that's not what she was appointed for. So if she's examining whether or not the ban is legal or illegal, she doesn't get to examine whether it was based on a religious reason or not, which would make it illegal? If she had said the law is illegal and I refuse to defend it, then she should have resigned. She can tell the president that's her determination. In fact, it seems her determination was, was at odds with what the Office of Legal Counsel determined. But what she can't do is insubordination. And in case of insubordination, the only remedy is to fire her. The Constitution charges the president with faithfully executing the laws. If his subordinates get in the way, the only remedy is removal. Okay. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I don't disagree that he had the right to remove her. Not, not to do the duty. The duty to remove her. If his subordinate is impeding the president's obligations to enforce the laws, the only option is removal. This wasn't a policy call. But many people who have looked at that law, many constitutional scholars who have looked at the executive order, say that it is doesn't comply with the law, that it's unconstitutional. So in that respect, doesn't the attorney general, who is the person who is charged with standing for the rule of law in this country, have to say, I don't find this to be constitutional. I'm not going to enforce it. The Justice Department has a duty to defend a law if there's a credible argument that it's constitutional. The government defends lots of stupid laws that are probably unconstitutional, but they defend them anyway. Here, there's a very good argument why it's constitutional. I personally think it's, it's suspect, but I think if I were a lawyer working for DOJ, I could put together a decent brief arguing why, um, why, why the law is void. But that isn't what happened here. She didn't say it was unconstitutional. She said she thinks there's reasons to think a court will strike it down. That's not the reason to abnegate your duty. Um, and, and, and all these scholars who, who are looking at this question are forgetting the role of a government lawyer is to defend the law to the best of their ability. And let me just follow up on one point, which is that we heard Jeff Sessions ask her, and we also we heard senators ask Jeff Sessions if he would have if the he would disagree with the president and on points of law. So, isn't the attorney general there to represent the law? the rule of law in this country, and if what the president says is incorrect legally, is against the law, to not go along with him or her? No. no. The, the, the president can ask their, the, the opinion of their cabinet members. He did this. She said no. The president disagreed. She doesn't serve as commander-in-chief. And if for whatever reason the president's duty to faithfully execute the laws conflicts with whatever judgment call of an Obama holdover, then no, she has no duty to be insubordinate. Uh, uh, this is not the first time a government official is put in a tough spot, and the correct choice is resignation and then explaining the reason why, not simply ignoring your duty. All right. As the Attorney General... Josh, we're going to have to leave it there. That's Josh Blackman, professor at South Texas College of Law.